Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Slee. So a lot of people want to weigh in. Mason weighed in with Ben Wallace's. Which athlete, current or, or past, would you want to have your back in a brawl? Uh, Steve Adams basically Adams. literally picked up the guy like he was a child and just said, come over here to the left, please. You, you know what's funny about Steven Adams is he's yeah. one of the few guys, like you do the Laker games every night. I did it for a few seasons. Everybody's enormous, right? They're, they're NBA players. They're just huge guys. You know, everybody's 6'7", right? So every if everybody's 6'7", nobody looks big because everybody's 6'7". Mm-hmm. And then once in a while, you'll get a guy that's like, wait, what? Steven Adams is one of those guys. He's like, wait, that doesn't even look right. That no, Nobody should be that big. Steven Adams, is that he picked him up the way that he did, not surprising at all. Yeah, nothing. Just like a kid. Hey, why, yeah. why don't you come sit over here? Yeah. <laughs> well, if you've had, you know, you like you wrestle with your kids when they're little. You just like, you could just pick them up, move them from one side to the other. That was Steven Adams. Two other uh, suggestions on Twitter. Um, Capitano Matt says Kermit Washington. Um, yeah, not not a bad choice. Yep. He's not he's not messing around. And How about Bo uh, Jackson, Bo Jackson. Okay, Bo, great. I, we, we, I mean, if he's strong as a as an ox, but mm-hmm. is Bo a fighter? Like there there has to be some of that wild and crazy element to the whole thing, right? The mm-hmm. totally unpredictable, and you might you might just go completely unhinged. I don't know if Bo's that guy. I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances <laughs> with Bo as well. What about this? Uh, Robert writes Ron Artest. Good choice. Yeah, Meta is a good. The only thing with Meta is there was like phases of Meta. The Meta today, I feel like will 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 never get in a fight. The Meta of before, it was hey, wh- what do I need to get triggered? You know, it's funny. Remember, Demarcus Cousins was like this as well when he was in Sacramento, where they just seemed like they were always angry, and then they well, they were in Sacramento. A, Why would you be angry too? Then they reached a phase Burn of their career. They, they they reached a phase of their career where they're like, yeah, we're good now. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, no well, more anger. It, it, I'm sure it's a coincidence. It had everything to do with uh, leaving Sacramento. Speaking of, hey, did you see? Mm-hmm. Did you see when they put Paul George on the giant scoreboard at, at, at uh, SoFi last night? You you actually you mentioned it to me. I hadn't seen it until I think you and Emily were texting about it last night. So, they, you know, they, it's L.A., right? Just like they do at the Laker games. Oh, there's Denzel. There's Leonardo DiCaprio. There's Toby McGuire. You know, Justin Bieber. Whoever it is, they, they put him up there. And last night, Dwayne Wade picture goes up. Hey! It's D Wade and Gabrielle Union. All right, way to go. They put up Mookie. Mookie was in the house last night. That's right. People were thrilled to see Mookie, right? Hey, look, Mookie, good. go Dodger Blue. Jay-Z uh, in the house. Jay-Z, Cedric the Entertainer. People are very happy. Hey, hey, hey. Uh-huh. Paul George. Boo! Boo! Uh, I mean, and not like a smattering. 70,000 people in SoFi just on a dime start to boo Paul George. It was, man, how, that. By the way, Al, they're building an arena across the street. I know. Across, I know. Li- literally across Century Boulevard is where they're going to put into an arena. And Paul George, their best player or second best player, 1A, I guess behind Kawhi, mm-hmm. they show his face and boo! That's got to be awful. I'm not a Clipper guy, but it's your hometown and 70,000 people on the 
drop of a hat boo you? That's and, rough, man. And it's not like he's, uh, you know, rocking an Arizona Cardinal shirt. No, he's there for the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> he's cheering for the Rams, <laughs> and he's getting booed. But listen, that's – I don't know how to explain it. Can and you guys is, explain this to me? Because I really don't get it, not being an L.A. I'll native. I'll explain it. Like, yep, why I'll, is I'll, it so, so visceral? Al's the right person to explain this. I, I think it – there's one team that okay, you could say the Lakers and the Dodgers. Those are the two franchises that LA is most passionate about. I don't think Dodger fans are too concerned with what the Angels are doing. The Angels are first of all they're in the American League, and it's not like uh, they're running into each other and there's this <laughs> kind of bitter. Okay, that team's in this way, that way. It it, it kind of comes down to we really, really don't care what the other franchise is doing. And it's been that way since the Clippers have been in L.A. And they've also never been kind of in the way. And then in these last seven, eight years, it started um, with Chris Paul where you actually started really feeling it. Like, wait a minute. We were supposed to get Chris Paul. Wait a minute. The Clippers are actually freaking good. Wait a minute. We're a lottery team, and the Clippers are high-flying, lob city, all this stuff. And it's just kind of continued. Paul George specifically is a little bit different because PG had opportunities to be That's a Laker. That's Paul George. And chose not to be a Laker. Yeah. Um, and I think that obviously has a lot to do with it. And, Emily, just to kind of add to it, you could have 70,000 fans at SoFi at a Rams game. There's a very good chance if you're a Rams fan, you're also a Laker fan. If you're a Dodger fan, you're also a Laker fan. If you're a Clipper fan, you're almost kind of on a little bit of your own island and uh, and I, I think hopefully that explains some of it. So, but I'm I'm not surprised at all that PG's getting booed at the game. So this is happens exactly, at Dodger gonna, Stadium all the time. I don't tweet a lot, right? It's, it's just I I look at it a lot, but I don't I don't send out a bunch of tweets. But I when that happened yesterday, I'm like, wow, that was that was different. And I want to read exactly what I tweeted. I tweeted Paul George loudly booed by fans at SoFi Stadium. Do with that what you will. Five hundred and forty-five likes later. Okay, I don't have a million Twitter followers. I, if, if I Real tweet something, usually like you get here five forty six. <laughs> five forty six. We're at five forty six. Let's count them. It, yep. it, it's everything you said is basically true, Al. Mm-hmm. But it, the the one thing that it's ninety five percent of the reason they did that because Kawhi was there too. He didn't get that. That 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 there. Paul George very specifically said no to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. It's not just that he's a Clipper. It's not just that he's playing for the other team in town. It's that did they specific- did they show Kawhi on his own too? No, he was kind of off to the side. They didn't do the the, the solo title. Yeah. If they did, I didn't. I think see Kawhi would have got booed too. I, I not like this. It was different. I think he would have too, Al. But Paul mm-hmm. George had a couple of different opportunities to make this happen, and they just said, "Nah, no." And it was instant. It was it, it was. Great! It just it just goes to show you that no matter how many games you win, how many all these yeah. other things, yep. like you you are on that squad, and there's nothing that's going to change that. I know clip clip handful of Clipper fans like, oh, this is like, but of the 540 or whatever it is, like 533 of them were like, yeah, good, it should have been louder. It was just a very bizarre moment, and it's not gonna you know it's not going anywhere. That's kind of the. And you know, you know, it's funny. You you talked about this, and I know this is not what what we're doing today. But you talked about this a little while ago that you kind of one thing you respected about Anthony Davis it was AD coming to the Lakers. He kind of wanted he all signed the up heat. For it. There's also something about 
not choosing the Lakers and knowing the heat that's going to come with it. And right. I don't know. I don't know if you realized yeah. that it was going to be that's like this, worse. but you cannot go enjoy a Monday night wild card game that has absolutely nothing to do with you Having and the Clippers beer, and still get out. some freaking booze. Five fifty one, by the way. The number is just good. Well, let's, let's see if we can here. get that uh, near a thousand by the end of the show. At Travis Rogers is the uh, Twitter handle. You can go find it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear Hotline. We're going to get to a couple of your calls here in just a second. But I, I want to play this from Matthew Stafford last night because, Al, uh, I tend to listen to what these guys say and then decide whether or not I'm going to believe it or not because I'm having a hard time believing Matthew Stafford after his first playoff win last night saying this. I think it means a lot more to you guys and all that. I mean, I just want to be a part of this team and help us win. So I trust in myself, trust in my abilities, trust in my teammates. And I'll go out there and play and, and let the chips fall where they may. I get it. It's the right answer. It's the it's the athlete's answer. It's the thing you would say, you know, we're not done yet. Job's not done. This is step one of a four-step process. I just want to be a part of the team. I want to be a part of it, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It had to mean something, Al. Right? From the moment he's put on a Rams-horned helmet, mm-hmm. it's been a – yeah, he's pretty good, but he's never won a playoff game. And now that that's gone, that that box is checked, that he doesn't ever have to hear that again, I'm not saying he woke up in the middle of the night in cold sweats and, I can't believe I never won a playoff game. This is never going to happen. But just checking that box and moving through, that has to mean something to him. Listen, I, I, I don't – I believe in what he said. I believe in what he said because this was actually the first game that you were going to really critique – Matt Stafford in a playoff game. And I think that's different than those other, you know, to say that, well, he's 0-3 in the playoffs all time. Yeah, but there's storylines behind that. What franchise are you playing with? Were you expected to win those games? Were those games at home? Were they on the road? This is the first time that he was walking into a game where the conversation was, bro, you have to win this one. Like, this is not like the other situations. And, oh, by the way, it's not all on your shoulders. You can go out and throw for just two touchdowns and only throw 17 passes and throw for 200 and change and still win the game in an overwhelmingly, you know, fashion where it wasn't even close. By the, by the time we got to halftime, I'm sure there was people kind of questioning that were on ESPN saying, do I want to tune into the rest of this game or do I not? And, and, and I, I get what you're saying that, of course, there was – some satisfaction for him personally. But at the same time, it's not like he was with a franchise where they were always expected to win. He was the only reason why they lost some of those games. So I actually I believe I believe where he's coming from on this one. I believe that he's happy they won and that it wasn't the thing that was the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But anytime you can just eliminate one of the criticisms that it's gone. It's gone it's gone forever. We can never ever say that again. I think that that's a that's a meaningful moment for him. Five sixty seven. Yeah, no, I'm looking at it too. Five seventy, according to my count. Actually, you know what? I'm taking mine away. Five sixty nine. I took mine away. Okay, it's back. Five. You should keep doing it. Keep. We have a live counter on on Twitter feeds. We'll just make sure we have that. (laughs) Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Let's. uh, Oh my. Let's go all the way to Maine. Is that real? Maine Geo in Maine. Geo, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Hey, Travis, Sliwa, thank you for taking my call. Travis, I got to talk to you as a main um, resident uh, and a super L.A. sports fan. Uh, Lakers run through my blood, purple and gold. Uh, I'm a fan of the Dodgers, fan of the Rams. Um, I feel like you don't love our 
sports teams as much as I want you to. As <laughs> you know, I, I live two thousand miles away, and I really want you to root for them more. Uh-huh. Um, I could go back to the summer where you were calling a poll Scherzer, and and maybe you were yes, right. They should have. Right. They should have. I, I, I was I right, Gio. To, uh, I could call for you to hate on Westbrook, and maybe you're right. Maybe you're I was right, right about that I too. Just, I feel like as a fan, I want you to be more of a fan. Like, yeah. look at look at. Uh, Sorry, look at Steve, man. He's a fan die hard, and I That's love fine. that. I love how stupid of a fan he is. I just <laughs> want you to be more of a stupid fucking. Oh, sorry. Whoops. We'll, we'll take care of that, Jill. Let me. We. I think we can get out. Of that. I know that that wasn't malicious. That was an adjective. But we'll move on. Um, look, I'm going to tell you what I think. And I think they should have made Max Scherzer maybe take a breath because what happened at the end of the line? He was out of gas. He was literally out of gas. He, I, I can't pitch today. Why not? Out of gas. Well, I was right about that, right? The Westbrook thing. Everybody, it's funny you mentioned Mace, too, because the day that deal went down, I was on with Mason. I, I was filling in for, for John that day. Uh, I think, Al, you and I were still at night, and so I, I pinch hit and, and did that. And, and it was the same day Scherzer got traded, right? And so we're fired up about Trey Turner. We're fired up about Scherzer. And Mason's like, yeah, yeah, you know, three trades. I said, eh, no, it's two. It's two. Because the other one, I get it. I, look, maybe I'm not a fan the way that you're a fan. I look at these things. I, I, I am a fan of the teams, but I'm looking at them as objectively as I can so I can tell you what I think is going to happen. I didn't like it. I'm sorry you don't feel it in your bones the way you want me to feel it in your bones. Well, there's bones, an explanation to that's this. That's the way it goes, my friend. There, there's an explanation to this. You've said this before. Are you usually when you wake up in the morning? No. When you get a text message or a call yeah. and you're not sure where it's coming from. Oh, hell no. Are you usually or, – or let's say your kid texts you and you don't, hey, call me. What yeah. goes through your mind? Optimist? I'm worried. No. Pessimist? No, something terrible has happened. Okay. You know what the worst text in the world is? But, but would, would, you, would you agree that that kind of has a little bit to do with it as well? You're not always looking at the glass half no. full – there's a, hey, what's going on here? This is an so, eight-ounce glass. Four <laughs> ounces are just complete air. What the hell is going no, on No, no, so two things. I want, I want to do the glass thing. A friend of mine who is a sportscaster in Dallas, Nui Scruggs, yep. he's on Channel 4 out there in Dallas. What's up, Nui? Um, he said to me, he goes, man, like I've no like optimist, the glass is half full. Pessimist, mm-hmm. the glass is half empty. He goes, man, when you look at it, it's like chipped and dirty and full of poison. <laughs> it's like it's not just half empty. Like you're gonna die if you take a sip out of that thing. I don't know if I'm quite that bad, but I, you're right. And for the record, out the single worst text that you can get as a parent is, "Hey, Dad, can I call you real quick?" That's a bad text. You've told not, me before. No, I, I remember on the being back in studio with you. You're like, I, I need a second here. I'm like, okay, right. <laughs> nothing. You know what? You know what's not on the back end of that text? Got an A on the science test. <laughs> nope. It's hit a tree with the car. It's, uh, you know, uh, ran out of money again. It's never, hey, Dad, you know when you told me. Signed that, up uh, for volunteering. <laughs> right. Not, hey, Dad, into, I love you. Just got into Caltech. That's never on the back end of those texts. Hey, just leaving hey, Dad, church. can you talk? Yeah, I love them. Because if they just want to BS with you, it's, Dad, did you see the Rams? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we, but. Uh, hey, Dad, can we talk? That's very, very bad news. All right, so we mentioned it a little bit yesterday, Al. Yep. Frank Vogel and his status with the Lakers at 500 more than halfway through the season, what that means. You, uh, you've you got some stuff on that. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. How about this one, Slee? This is did from I, Did Luis. I know we had that? Did I know that we had a Stafford coming back? This is Travis and Sliwa. Have I heard that before? Yes. Uh, probably. I, I'd say only like maybe four or five dozen times. <laughs> I, I think we do it a lot when Matthew Stafford has terrible days uh, yeah. at yeah, and when uh, Travis can't do his own mimicking of him. I did not know that, and let me just say, Stafford, uh, we greatly appreciate that. I salute <laughs> you and your family. I, I greatly appreciate the uh, performance last night. That was unbelievable. How about this one, Al? This is from okay. Luis Cayo, who says, I came to the bathroom at work just to like this, Travis. I better get a shout-out. Go Rams. That's from Luis, who's talking about the Paul George the tweet. Right so. Thank you, Luis. You're, there's your the shout channel. out for me. What's your name again? What's your what's your handle? Uh, John P. Sullivan. That's my, uh, Travis Rogers is my five ninety eight. Come on, guys. Yeah, get it up to six. Can we get this Go. up to six hundred? I mean, Trav freaking sends out Paul George loudly booed by fans at SoFi Stadium. Do with that what you will. Yeah. And you're going to tell me that there aren't six hundred people out there that want to give that a like. <laughs> Yeah, let's get some more pandering in here. Let's get it up to 10K. I think we'll get there. 70,000 fans at SoFi where Bomber is within 100 yards building an arena. (laughs) What the hell is going on here? Well, I think think we know. Uh, One more. Bradley writes, whether the glass is half full or half empty, it's still a dirty glass. I like you. That's right, Bradley. That no matter no matter what it is, and look, that glass isn't clean. It's got it's it's only got half its stuff, and uh, now I got to wash it. So Brad Bradley kind of gets where I'm going on this. Uh, the Lakers out. They got their best win of the season last yeah, night. I, I don't know so. where it came from. I don't mm-hmm. know why it went down the way that it did. And I'm 600. not a hundred percent sure that that doesn't at least buy Frank Vogel a few more days along the way because it it really did feel like the walls were starting to close in. You know, it's funny, and I'm a – listen, do I think uh, Coach Vogel this year, are there rotations where you're like, Coach, what are you doing? There's times where you don't feel like they're executing at the end of a game. You're like, okay, hey, great, isolation basketball. No one saw that coming. There are times that um, I've 100% got frustrated with Vogel. And I thought you said something to me yesterday that – there was some truth to, and at the same time, I was, I, I don't want to see Vogel go. I'm just going to be completely honest. I don't want to see Vogel go. Why not? It was 15 months ago that Vogel was winning a championship with the Lakers. It was uh-huh. not that long ago that the Lakers were winning an NBA championship. Um, this season has been completely up and down, much more down than up, and they're sitting at 22. I think at the end of this, by the time January ends, you're over 60% done with the season, and the chances that they're above 500 by the time this one game against the Pacers and then six games on the road, it's more likely that they'll be below 500 than over 500. Um, and I'm a fan of Vogel, like I am. There's, I, I think sometimes you just have interaction with individuals. I don't know the guy by any stretch, but you get to ask questions. You listen to him. You know he's giving thoughtful answers, that whole thing. 
You said something yesterday. Didn't that... you just make the cases why he should go, though? I mean, what everything you said, I'm like, yeah, I agree with all of that. That's why he needs to go. No, th- this <laughs> because is because um, they just did win that's, a championship, that's, and that's now they're not, not the listening, reason. and now that... they're terrible. So something needs to change. You're not gonna, so you're not going to find nine new players. So everything what are we doing? Every, everything I just said, put it to the side. Okay. That's not the reason. The reason is when you mentioned this yesterday is okay, and this is obviously this this comes down to. Is your squad fighting for you or not? Is your roster fighting for you or no? And when they were down 37, or they lost by 37, they were down by 42. Um, I, I remember doing the postgame show on Saturday, and then you and I were talking about it yesterday. I was telling you, I'm like, this, I was given the equivalent of this is not a team that when they get punched in the chin, do they get up and say, okay, you're going to have to go punch that chin again because I'm coming back with some haymakers. They get punched in the chin, and they turn around and walk the other way. Um, that is in definition, especially when you have the expectations and it's the Lakers and it's blah, blah, blah. That is how you lose your job. Because if you lost the room, if you, if players aren't fighting for you, then obviously that's an issue. That's a problem. I I thought yesterday there was something interesting that happened. Stanley Johnson, before the game started, signed another 10 day contract. Right. Okay. Um, do you know what that means, Trav? That means, means he has a job nine, for 10 more days. <laughs> in nine days, Stanley right. Johnson doesn't know if he's playing for the Lakers. Yeah. Okay? Avery Bradley, was it last week that he got the rest of his contract guaranteed? Okay. okay. Austin Reeves is a two-way player right now um, in the sense that he's kind of a – nobody thought he's going to have impact for the Lakers. He's trying to make a name for himself. You know what all three of those guys have in common? All three of those guys – were in the game yesterday, had an impact on the game. They have something to play for. They have something to fight for. They are, their days are not guaranteed um, past this season, and in some of these guys, it's not guaranteed nine days from today. And I, I look at that, and I thought there was, you know, uh, if, if Vogel can't get these other guys to play for every single game, I, I know it's an 82-game grind, but if you can't get these guys to play for you, you can't get these guys to play together, you can't get these guys – Trav, losing happens. Are you fighting or are you not? That part you can control. That part – if the Lakers lost yesterday to the Jazz, but it was a five-point game, I'd have told you, hey, you know what, that's one of the better losses that they had. But they ended up you know, going on some crazy run that they went on, and they beat the Utah Jazz. It is what it is. They won the game. That, that, to me, is the difference. Are your guys – are they going to fight for Vogel or are they not? Because if they don't fight for him, then we could be sitting here at any moment in the next couple of weeks, and there is a new coach representing the Lakers. That's not unrealistic. No, I, I think it's inevitable, and I think it's going to happen sooner than later. I, I really do. Um, what I what, You know what I liked that Frank Vogel did yesterday? And, and this may come back to the fight and not fight and compete and not compete or whatever – the Lakers made that run in the fourth. The Lakers were down, was it nine or was it ten in the fourth They're quarter? They were down nine. They, they were down nine. Mm-hmm. And it felt like, okay, we, we know it. We, we've seen this movie before. This is a this is a 14-point loss and, you know, whatever. And, and we're, we're talking about the same things yeah. we talk about after all mm-hmm. of these losses, which is, you know, what, wait till AD comes in. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. Russell Westbrook didn't play much in the fourth quarter. Lakers made an incredible comeback in the fourth quarter, won the game, had a, had a pretty comfortable lead towards the end of the game, in fact. Now, Russell Westbrook came back into the game towards the end of the fourth quarter, but I don't think it's a coincidence that the team looked a certain way with him. And, and if Frank Vogel really is teetering, 
right? If he, you know, I don't know if I'm coming or going. These are the sorts of things that you have to do. I, I, I can't worry about his feelings. I can't worry about whether or not I, I need to put my five best players on court. You said this a week ago, Al. What's he doing out there? And, and we, we, we had him not out there last night, and the Lakers came back and beat a pretty good team. Now, the Jazz couldn't make a shot. The Jazz were on the back end of a double-double and all, all, all of those things. But Russell Westbrook didn't play the fourth quarter mostly, and they came back. What was it, a 17-4 to run with him on the bench? Yep. I don't, I, look, I guess maybe it's a coin. I don't think it is. And to, to me, that's, that's pretty linear. I, I think that they really need to figure out who are my – Five or six best guys. Yep. These are the guys that I'm going to have to play. I'm going to really have to lean on them because we're in a deep hole, and I can't worry about feelings, reputation, resume, history. Who gives me a better chance? Does Austin Reeves give me a better chance than Russell Westbrook? Yeah, he does. Then play him. That well, those are the decisions he needs to make. If you remember, you know this was part of the conversation last week because remember he was going through his mode where. Um, and he's been re- he's been a lot better turnovers, right? That hasn't been a conversation much, but he was going through a stretch where he's two of fourteen from the field. He's two of twelve, and I was saying that yeah, if you're Coach Vogel, it's actually easier for you right now to say, guys, I'm trying to win games. I don't. There, you're right. There is no emotional connection to any of this. There were three guys yesterday. It was Austin Reeves, Malik Monk was doing great off the bench, Stanley Johnson, even THT got 28 minutes. He was a plus in the plus minus. I think all those guys off the bench were plus 13 or above. Bro, you're trying to win. And if you're Coach Vogel, you're actually just trying to keep your job at this point. Who the hell cares if Russ is on the bench or not? What guys are performing? By the way, there, there might be a game tomorrow. The Lakers are playing the Pacers, and Russ is playing incredibly well. Then he deserves to be in at the end of the game. Yeah, but it's minute to minute, ha- game to game. No, no, no. Trav, that's what it is. Have yeah. it based upon – because you know what else happens? There's plenty of games that um, Stanley Johnson, maybe he's not going to go 7 of 9 from the field. Maybe Monk is struggling from – it's not like you have a guaranteed 5 that's always going to come out there and are, are guaranteed to deliver. If a player is playing well, they should be in at the end of the game. If they're not, sit them down. Yesterday, Russ was sitting. That's fine. Let it, let it be that way. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection, like rookie, comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. All right, Factor Cap coming up next. Plus, I want to give out a very specific shout-out to somebody that came by the set yesterday talking about you, Slee. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Welcome in, guys. Uh, what's this running total on your uh, tweet, Travis? Oh, let's right take now? a look. Um, we are at um, six nineteen. So we He's blew going past viral six hundred. Uh, we're on to wow. six eighteen. I just took mine back again. <laughs> Yeah, we're just keeping keep putting on and adding. All right, so uh, as we talked about earlier, I went on a little uh, winery adventure in Malibu uh, on Saturday. It was fun while it lasted, but also not fun to recover from. But breweries are, have better food than wineries. Travis, is this factor cap? I think that's a fact. Both have good food, but breweries have better food because you're going to get more of the things that I like. You know, don't get me wrong. I like a nice charcuterie plate. I like a nice brie with some crusty bread that you can get at a at a winery. That's not bad. But at a brewery, you're going to get nachos and chili cheese fries and wings and those sorts of things. You're going to get more of a typical kind soft of soft pretzel bar menu, pub menu, right? Soft pretzels. Who doesn't like that, right? With a little mustard or a little uh, nacho cheese on the side Who, who's going to knock that out of your hand so they're, they're both pretty good al but I'm, I'm i'm more in the pub lane than i am the uh, winery lane so i think it's a brewery but i think it has more to do with the fact it's like i feel like they're real meals like they, it's actual it's a burger and fries it's you know for a winery i feel like you're more snacking you know what I mean? True. Yeah. Like you're not actually getting a meal. So if you're if you want something light and it's part of the winery and some cheese, some grapes, some blah blah blah, a couple crackers, but it's not like you know what you're gonna do after you're done with the winery, their food, you're gonna go eat. You're gonna go have <laughs> dinner. I think at the brewery well, you're actually getting a full meal. Right. At the brewery you're having your I don't know, your the your IPA, right? And it's like, okay, it's pretty hard. And breweries and, have good menus. Like they, they have the, the the it's not like your typical you know, you're using a pub as an example or whatever the case is. There's some breweries out there, full menu, fantastic yeah. stuff on there and you know, you, you could almost as a real meal rather than a snack. You you go to a winery and they're gonna pour you a glass of Pinot and they're gonna say, Now, on the finish you're gonna note uh you're going to have notes of cherry and raspberry and smoke mm-hmm. and uh, maybe a little lavender. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a giant plate of onion rings. <laughs> I don't think that's how that goes at a winery. At a brewery, you get your IPA, you get your lager, you get your whatever it is you're doing, and then onion rings, hell yeah, bring it on. I, I give, give, me, give me the breweries for sure. The vibes are definitely very different. Also, yes. I feel like you can bring your own food more to wineries than you can to breweries, but it's kind of an either-or kind of thing. Uh, up next, just kind of happens. You bring uh, hot pockets to a brewery. You know what I mean? Just kind of, <laughs> just a nice. Just pop it in the microwave. Can you guys warm this up? You guys got a microwave back there? I got. Uh, I'll, I'll split this with you. It's a pepperoni <laughs> hot pocket. Do a minute and a half, and then if you can flip it around. Ro- it guys, I almost bought some this weekend. I almost bought some hot pockets. I was, I was oh. thinking about the show, and I was like, I should have bought some hot pockets. Just, just for hot the pockets content. are good. They're just dangerous. You mean they're very <laughs> dangerous. Hot pockets are not good. Right. Go ahead. So this happened yesterday. I was leaving uh, from the Rams post game right around cheese. the time. <laughs> right but around they, the time, but they turned into like a brick. If you this, if, if if you you have like a a, a quarter second window when yep. that thing will come out of that little sleeve that that it's actually not frozen or so hard from the bread. If yep. it goes one second too far, it's like yep. trying to eat a cinder block. It's dangerous. <laughs> Nobody's telling you that's not dangerous because that's where you can burn the living hell out of the roof of your but, mouth yeah. and be out for a week and a half. Week and a half, you can't <laughs> taste anything. Do you have COVID? No, you don't have COVID. You just literally burnt the roof pocket. of your mouth. You had a hot pocket. <laughs> 
right, we're done, so as Sorry. I was saying, yeah. we, we are very uh, passionate on this. <laughs> uh, so I was leaving the uh, the Rams post game last night, and it took me forever to go two blocks in downtown Los Angeles. It took me about forty minutes. So, uh, but there's some you know risky drivers around me. So you would make eye contact with the driver if they do something stupid on the road. Alan, factor cap. I'm gonna go further than this. It's fact. Why do I want to know what the person looks like? Why? There's this curiosity when somebody cuts you off and they pull some type of an a-hole move. All I'm hoping for is, can I see what this individual looks like? Because <laughs> I've already painted a picture in my head. I'm already assuming, okay, this person uh, is, he's a male. He's 44 years old. I, you know, I'm just kind of coming. And then I and then I eventually look, and I'm like, that's a 21-year-old girl. You know, like, <laughs> soccer ball. <bomb. laughs> yeah, it's a soccer ball. It's completely different. But I, I definitely have a curiosity. I think, I think it more has to do with, what the hell? Who the hell would do something like this? I want to see who this person is. I'm a big fan of... Uh, would love to see the person that just cut me off on the road. Yeah, yeah, uh, Cap for me. Um, I, I, I've mentioned this before. I, I, I am not a <laughs> confrontational awesome. guy. Awesome. Um, I, lo- I love I, this take on yours. I, 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 it's not my deal, right? Pe- people have guns. You know, I, I, I'm not getting into it. Road rage. I, I'm, I'm good. It, I, it bothers me if you cut me off. I'm bothered. Yeah. It, 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 if you race past me at 100 miles an hour and cut from me, it bothers me. But I'm not staring you down with the eye contact. I'm not speeding up to throw you the finger. People get nuts when they're behind the wheel of a car. Well, I, well, here, I, I need no part of that. Well, nope, this is what I'm you have to understand. It I wasn't. Um, I wasn't trying to take a level three and up to a level ten. I'm not pulling up next to the person, flipping them off, flipping them off, and high beams. A, a six handful of change that's in my. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I just want to know who this individual was that cut me off. That's I'm all out. I'm looking for. I'm that's out. all I need. I, no, that's, that's how the, all, every tragedy you've ever seen on Dateline now starts every confront, with that. Hey, every confrontation. I, I, I didn't. All I wanted to do was see what the guy looked like, and the next thing you know, I woke up in the hospital. Like I, I don't. I don't need any part of that. I'm. I'm out. I am a, I'm a very timid driver. I drive like an old lady. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but yesterday uh, there was a video that was circulating around of that. You know, group of athletes from Los Angeles all watching the uh, Rams together. So mm-hmm. it's everyone posing for a picture, and then Kawhi Leonard's to the side, just uh, chilling out, not being a part of the group. But you would want to party with Kawhi Leonard. Travis is factor cap. I think that's cap. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, I, I don't think Kawhi and I would have a lot in common. I think once we got done with the uh, basketball conversation, there's probably not a lot left there to go over. Uh, he doesn't seem like he's the most animated guy in the world. I, uh, I'll keep it moving. I'll, I'll go out with Paul George and Mookie. That sounds like fun. I bet you those guys like to have a good time. But you can have Kawhi. I'm good. I, I don't. I don't. I don't need to. I don't need to attend that party, Al. Kawhi, I feel like is the right person to discuss your, you know, insurance policy with. Or, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you're at the uh, IMF. <laughs> yeah, you go to a library with, and it's going to be very quiet. He's sitting next to you. And he's reading a book, and you're reading a book. It's something along those lines. The last thing I see, I was actually surprised to see Kawhi, some of those videos yesterday. I was surprised Kawhi was there. You know, mm-hmm. like Kawhi was in the action of all that stuff. And I, I, I don't think anybody's looking what, to party with Kawhi. What's this? So here's the thing. To, to go want to party with somebody, they have to want to party with you. Right, they they have to want you to be a part of the group. They want to make sure that you're having a good time, like they're having a good time. 
And I don't just get the vibe that Kawhi's all that interested in anything that Alan Slew or Travis Rogers have to offer. I just get the sense that he's good. Who? No. I'm good. I'll keep it moving. No interest. So uh, I'm sure the feeling is extremely mutual. All right, guys. Last one. Uh, you know you're getting old when your hangover lasts more than a day. Travis is his factor cap. Oh, yeah. Fact. This, this is, I think, a pretty straight line for most people. When you're in your 20s, you can go out, you can have a great time, and you wake up the next day, you're like, ugh, I don't feel so good. No and by problem. noon, let's go to work. Right. Yep. By noon, you're like, hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's get a pitcher of beer for lunch. <laughs> let's do this. And then you're ready to go again that night. And then you hit 30, and you have a night, and then maybe it's late, you know, maybe it's a day. And then when you get into your late 30s, early 40s, it's, you know what? I just don't think I'm going to be able to do this for at least another week. So, yeah, absolutely. The older you get, the longer it lasts, the more intense it is, the less effective the treatments are. And the treatment is cheeseburger, fries, and a Coke. It's really the only thing that works. Uh, but, no, they, they, they get worse. There's a lot of things about getting old. That's near the top of the list. Um, I think it's fact, but I think there's some factors into it. There's a way at age your late 30s or your 40s to avoid a hangover. And it's not just how much you drink. It's, okay, are you having some water in between? Are you doing – like there's a there's a game plan that you could put together. It's not like you have to make it absolutely miserable for yourself and say, <laughs> I'm going to mix in so many different sugars, and I don't even want to look at water. Like there's a way to do it to where – I'm going to make sure there's nothing in my stomach as well. Like if, if you want a recipe for disaster, there's a way to handle that, and you're going to be in a two-day hangover. But yeah, there's also a way to do it as you get older that you're just a little more strategic, smart about it, experience, a veteran in the game. That's you different. Can avoid, you can no, avoid the two-day ha- hangover. aversion is is you become much better at for all the yeah. reasons that you just said. I know how to avoid it better than I did at 40. I'm better at it than I was at 25. No question about it. But the question is sometimes you're at friends. Hey, should we open another bottle of wine? Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay, fine. And then that turns into two more bottles of wine, and all the water in the world isn't fixing that. You can have your Gatorade right before you go to bed with a handful of Advil. You're still waking up feeling like you got kicked in the head by a horse. There's no, there's no fixing that. That's just the way that it rolls. Is this a fact, or am I making this up? Did I read something that for every glass of alcohol that you have, if you have a glass of water, it avoids – so if I'm going to have – so I just had a full glass of wine. If I follow that up with a full glass of water and then kind of continue to do that, that you avoid a hangover? Did I just make that up? I think – no, I've heard something similar. I think that's an old wives' tale. I, I, I'm sure it negates some of the effects. Yes, but science. First of all, once you've had three glasses of wine, the idea of having uh, water – I've had enough water. I'm fine. Bring on that next bottle of wine. That, just, it's the decision-making that breaks down much more than the, the science. That's just it's just a bad idea. All right. Matthew Stafford, great last night. Mm-hmm. Defense, great last night. Special teams, great last night. One other element as well that was absolutely fantastic. The fourth phase of the game. That's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. It is a victory Tuesday, and arguably uh as impressive a game as the Rams have played all season long. It was Offense, money. Everything. Everything. Defense, that's the best I've seen that defense look all season Mm -hmm. long. Johnny Hecker, who's one of the best in the business, I'll I'll be honest, hasn't had a very good season. He he hasn't. He just has not been as good as he typically has been. He was brilliant last night. By the way, you could make a case 
that in that first half he was as important as any player on that field. The way he changed just the every time Arizona had the ball, it felt like they were inside their own 10-yard line or 5-yard <laughs> line or something along those lines. And Arizona would go three and out, or it's the interception from Kyler Murray. But Rams were getting the ball at their 50, at the 45. You know, whatever the case was, mm-hmm. it's a it's – a, it's a, um, it's it's a good point to make, and you should acknowledge it because he had an incredible impact in the game. Matt Gay, their kicker, has been great all season long. He made his kicks too. Like it, the fans, they turned out, and that's the kind of the fourth phase that I want to get into right now. And it started early, right? The walk into the the stadium is always interesting because I get to run into people. I'm very very excited about it. And then once we get to our set out, uh, what would that be? That's the uh, the south end of SoFi Stadium is where we set up the ESPN 710 set, and Kirk and I do the show, Emily's producing the show, Ben's there, all the promo guys are there, and people will kind of come by and trickle by and say, hey, I listen to the show, I, I love the show, where's Slee, where's Slee, ask Slee. It's kind of, you, you, the one day you were there, you got to experience yourself. Emily got to gets to see it every single week. So Slee yesterday... Out. Slee got kicked out. <laughs> Well, you've been banned. Ever, ever since you showed up for Tennessee and the thing went south, you've, you've not been allowed back in SoFi Stadium. Um, remember when we shot our promos that go up on the, the giant scoreboard at, at SoFi? Yep. Do you remember the, um, the woman that was kind of our escort that day, Caitlin? Yep. Okay, so Caitlin yep, with the came Rams by. directly yes. with the Rams, kind of coordinated everything with us. Yeah. Yep. So she, she, she was the one that set all this stuff up for us. Um, Caitlin came by yesterday with her mom, her mom, Cindy. So she comes by, and she, she introduced me to her mother, and I, said, and I said, oh, hi, it's really nice to meet you. She goes, oh, I listen to your guys' show every day, um, but I want to tell you something. And I, I'm listening and paying attention, and she says, I'm glad Slee was not here. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's the first time anyone has ever gone out of their way to tell me that they were glad you were oh, not here. At the facility, awesome. and so I, I, I kind of chuckle. Thank you, I'm like, Caitlin's mother. I, I said, R- "Really? Why?" <laughs> and she goes, "Because I don't get the sense that Alan is a Rams fan like you are. I, I, I just don't. I just don't think he's feeling it the way that he's supposed to be feeling it." And she was passionate about it. She was very happy that you were not in the building, Slee, and that made me very happy. That any time I can see somebody else feeling good about something, it makes me feel good about something. So Cindy Baker, Caitlin's mother, was very happy that Alan Slee was not in the building yesterday. It was terrific. It was the highlight of the season, arguably. (laughs) What does she want me to do? What does she want me to do? Every, Make every your week case ta- for why you should be allowed to come to the stadium again, I guess. Every week we were talking about the Rams, it was Stafford <laughs> is the greatest quarterback in the world. Okay, <laughs> Rams are never going to lose a game. I had to, you know, we got to put some reality into the mix as well. She isn't, just because I'm a little objective. By the way, that's probably, that, that is kind of funny. We had that dude call earlier today. Yeah, he t- he's talking about the Lakers, and he's <laughs> right, kind of saying something similar. Hey, I just want you to be a fan. It's like, oh, we can have a little balance in this. So, so in the small world department, John Ireland's mother apparently made Cindy Baker's wedding cake. So we had a whole bunch of connections to 710 going on last night with the Baker family. Uh, so, Cindy, thank you so much for, for listening to the show. Appreciate you coming by. Thank, and appreciate thank you, you Cindy. Teasing, teasing Al you. a little bit. Appreciate I that. always love that. Uh, Ra, uh, ben and Walter from Villa Park, they hung out for a while. Got to meet those guys. Thank you, fellas. Uh, Cynthia and Susan came by, took a picture. It's on the ESPN LA Instagram page. They came by and hung out a little bit. Anthony Hussein, Mike, Kurt from El Toro, who said, I'm not nearly as fat as I sound on the radio it was a it was a full house yesterday i was terrific 
Pretty cool, by the way, that you uh, – I love that when, when you had that idea, I don't know how many weeks ago it was, that you're actually writing down everybody's name. That's that's awesome. That's really it's, cool to do. It's great. I, I get excited about it uh, every single time. ESPN can we do, Wait, can we do a yeah. check-in on that um, on that tweet? How much? How many likes are on that tweet right Let's now? Let's see. Hold on. Good I question. See, I need to know if it's going viral um, right now. 639. So we've gotten oh, 20 more since down. the last time you asked, yeah, but it has week. slowed down a little bit. Take it down. Take it down. <laughs> Take it, repost it. Come on, See if message. we can uh, get, a, get a different audience. Right now. <laughs> ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support Fats with its annual Keys to Progress Vehicle Giveaway Program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Let's go to Orange this time. And Dan, Dan, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I had three quick items when i was at the rams game it was a great game um very exciting uh two when that when your son or daughter calls uh because of my profession as a criminal defense attorney it adds a little uh hesitation or butterflies when you're trying to uh figure out what what's what the issue is yeah well dan, lastly, uh, dan make sure that you leave your number i may need your services at some point <laughs> we, can, we can talk later uh, yeah and then lastly um some great picks, but uh, and I'm a Rams fan, but I would go with uh, Ray Lewis as my uh, partner in uh, a, bar, a ballroom brawl. <laughs> okay, yeah, that goes back to uh, did you see with Taylor earlier in the show when Stephen Adams uh, kind of had John Morant's back last night and was tossing around other NBA players. Um, sure, Ray Lewis, a big strong guy. Why did we say Shaq. Shaq's okay. Here, here's the deal with Shaq. Shaq's great because he's set with seven two. Right. And, you know, let's let's go in shape, Shaq. Seven two, three ten. Right. Yeah. Just just a monster. Just yep. an absolute. Is it because monster. that when he swung at Brad Miller, he missed? <laughs> he missed. <laughs> Does that have well, something to do with it? No, it, it's it's that. And you said it, Al. It's Brad Miller. Shaq doesn't fight. Shaq yeah. is like the nicest, mm-hmm. most affable, easygoing one. I'm not saying that he couldn't do damage if he got mad enough, mm-hmm. but Shaq is, is generally speaking, a really sweet guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Shaquille O'Neal, so I don't know if you could get him mad enough. Aaron Donald, if you just chip him one time, he's yep. coming for you. <laughs> you yeah. know he's he's not he's going to take care of that then and there. That's why AD's my pick. I'm surprised nobody said Drew Brees. We went with <laughs> Eli. You know what I mean? There's a couple others in there that Drew, definitely look like they're going to do Drew some Drew Brees is so bar. random. That, that, that popped into your head is terrific. Hey, Drew, what did you think of that he play? He seems like the nicest guy in the world. That's well, how would you know? He doesn't say anything. I mean, the only time he's on TV is, I don't know, they should probably maybe go for a What was his contract? Was, was his contract ridiculous? Like, was it one of those? I can't remember. He should chip off Tony was? Romo 20% of it. Whatever it is, Tony Romo deserves a, a, a decent portion of it because Tony Romo's so good, they assumed everybody could go do that. Uh, turns out that's not true. All right. So we got a problem with okay. that, uh, with the lineup at the end of games. And, and what happens next, Al, as far as who's in, who's out for the Lakers? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.